good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cup, he need cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives out there in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. And we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. This portion of the show is brought to you by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Hey, Wendy, I just got another quick message, too, to throw out there that I want to just let everyone know to join us for the Winter Resource Wonderland. Stay warm and healthy. It's uh, Thursday, December 15th from 4 to 8 at the Dayton's Bluff Elementary uh, School. That's 26... Uh, 262 Bates Avenue in St. Paul and a free $50 gift uh, card, free COVID shots, boosters and flu shots. And we know all about that, don't Mm -hmm. we? And and free youth coats, boots, and free swag walk-ins. That's sponsored by the Interfaith Action Group. And so we're really excited that they're uh, stepping up in this time of the year, Wendy. Yeah, and I hope everybody who needs a flu shot and their bivalent booster or another booster goes and takes advantage of this. Exactly. Hey, we discussed uh, local and national news here, Wendy, and we talk about news and um, Ogama brings out news that you don't hear anywhere else. So why don't we jump into that right now? Bonjour, Anin relatives. This is Ogama Gadumakwe with some news here on Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. You know, I'm pre-recorded today because we have this massive snowstorm that's uh, coming into Minnesota, although it hit the western and uh, Midwest portion of the states, uh, the United States, that is, on uh, Monday. So about Montana all the way down into western Nebraska and Colorado was under blizzard warnings on Monday, yesterday. And the National Weather Service said that there's as much as two feet of snow possible in areas of South Dakota and northwestern Nebraska but ice and sleet are expected across the Great Plains. Um, the National Weather Service warns there's going to be numerous widespread impactful weather hazards in the heart of the country this week. Um, across the Rockies and the Plains in the Midwest, people are warned to prepare for blizzard-like conditions. And here in Minnesota, we're expecting heavy snow, freezing rain, and flooding People further south in Texas and Louisiana are also expecting to get heavy rains with flash flooding, possible hail, and tornadoes uh, starting today. And the storm's going to continue southeast into Florida later this week. Um, This is a huge system um, that's uh, happening right now, and a lot of weather people and uh, departments of public safety are basically warning people this is not a drill, and they're not kidding. Uh, they're urging people to stock up on essentials and stay home once the storm hits, especially in Wyoming, Nebraska, and the Dakotas. Uh, roads are going to be very hard to travel. Um, in northern Utah, there was uh, some crashes on Monday morning, and, um, you know, I just want to take this moment to remind everybody that uh, it's better to to arrive alive than it is to arrive on time. So take your time if you must travel right now. Um, You know, be kind to other people who are on the road um, because everybody who is traveling is uh, going to have to travel at their own pace and, you know, with the pace of the weather. So if you haven't yet, take a few minutes to uh, check the radar in your area, check the ongoing uh, weather predictions and uh, take them seriously to make sure that you and your family are safe and um, start reaching out to those community organizations following those pages, getting those numbers written down in case there's a power outage and uh, you need help. I know um, in the Twin Cities there's a lot of Native organizations uh, who do reach out in times of crisis. Um, 
most notably the uh, Department of Indian Work or Division of Indian Work, excuse me. So um, places like that are definitely places that you can take time uh, to jot down some numbers for so that you have somebody to call in case of an emergency. So um, that is what's happening in uh, most of the Midwest and uh, into the uh, west, going west east across Turtle Island today. Um, on the East Coast, uh, the Mashpee Wampanoag Tribal Chairman Brian Whedon is now facing uh, criminal charges for allegedly breaking and entering into a local museum and stealing four Wampanoag cultural items back on November 7th. And this is according to the uh, criminal complaint filed by the Plymouth Police Department. Um, Native News Online did a really great article on this, uh, the cultural items that uh, Chairman Whedon is accused of uh, stealing are valued at about $10,000 and have been returned to the um, Plymouth Patuxet Museums. Um, the two items included two bulrush mats and two bearskin rugs taken from inside a traditional oval-shaped hut called a waitu, um, which is historically used by the Wampanoag. The mats were reproductions that were hand-woven by a Native artist and former museum employee, and the two bearskin rugs were purchased by the museum, um, though nobody is sure exactly from whom they were purchased or whether or not it would be uh, considered a cultural historic item. Um, initially, museum staff were not sure if the items had been stolen or been removed by a staff member for repair. Uh, but once they found out that um, they had not been removed by another staff member, um, they checked the surveillance footage and it captured a dark SUV pulling into the museum parking lot. Three people exiting the car. They believed to be two men and two men and a woman, and a fourth person remaining in the car uh, for the time it took to secure the stolen items. Um, the Mashpee Wampanoag people and the Plymouth Pucks. So at museums do have a long-standing relationship, but um, in July of this year, local tribal members had boycotted the museum for slowly disassembling its commitment to an accurate historical telling. Uh, former museum employees and tribal members told local media that at the time the museum was underfunding the native portion of it of its exhibit and letting go of longtime Wampanoag staff and even swapping out the word Wampanoag for much of its programming in favor of the more general indigenous description. Um, so it seems that there's been some tension there um, since this uh, museum had opened. Um, you know, this is kind of an ongoing story as of right now. The chairman has not um, commented on this. Chairman Brian Brian Whedon of the Mashpee Wampanoag Nation has not commented on it, and other tribal council members have said that they intend to handle the matter internally, and um, they basically consider it a personal matter and refer all comments to Brian Whedon, who has, again, not made comments. So, um, interesting case over there. I'm, I'm not sure what would be the drive, um, you know, to steal those items or um, why that... Um, would be, you know, necessary if they have an ongoing relationship. But I do know that many Native people feel very strongly about their items uh, being in museums. So that is definitely something um, we'll kind of keep an eye on and uh, follow as time goes on. As we come into the Christmas season, I just want to remind everybody to shop Indigenous directly from your local Indigenous people. A great place to do that is the Native Roots Trading Post. But um, exciting news out of ICT, a um, artist, uh, Elijah Not or Elijah Elias Jade Not Afraid, excuse me, uh, who's Crow, um, was asked to uh, work with Manitoba, which is a Native-owned shoe company, to design uh, some boots for sale with the company, and um, in October, Manitoba launched those five boots designed by Not Afraid. But on November 12th, uh, some of those styles are actually going to be at Nordstrom, uh, which is really, really exciting. Um, some Native dancers and drum groups have performed at certain Nordstrom stores in the U.S. and Canada to celebrate the uh, collaboration. Um, and that is so exciting to see um, Native things being uh, mainstreamed. Uh, the boots are called the Reflections Genuine Shearling water resistant booty and are made with leather and shearling and have a rubber sole and they retail for $165. You can go to Nordstrom.com and uh, take a look at those if you're interested or again you can take that time to buy directly from Native artists 
although this collaboration uh, does seem to be done well. Native artists uh, in your local community do need your support, and uh, your family and friends would be elated to get some uh, directly made Native items. So make sure you check out Native Roots Trading Post in downtown Minneapolis at the Dayton's Building, as well as uh, you know, reach out to your friends on Instagram, on social media, on Facebook, and ask where they get their Native things from before you go out and buy uh, something appropriated from the store. So back to you, Robert. Uh, this has been the news with Native, with Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm Lake, and this is Ogamog and Uwakwe. Hey, Pinigigi Ogama. Up next, Nancy Bolio of uh, Bemidji, 350. Stay with us. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Stay warm and healthy this winter with Interfaith Action of Greater St. Paul's Department of Indian Work. Join them for a winter resource wonderland this Thursday from 4 to 8 p.m. at Dayton's Bluff Elementary in St. Paul. They'll have everything you need for a healthy winter, including free COVID and flu shots, free youth coats and boots, and free swag. Walk-ins are welcome. And there's $50 gift card incentives available as well. Again, that's this Thursday from 4 to 8 p.m. at Dayton's Bluff Elementary in St. Paul. Learn more at interfaithaction.org. That's interfaithaction.org. As we head towards colder weather, it's important to make sure you're up to date on vaccinations and protected from COVID-19. The Native American Community Clinic is now administering the updated Pfizer Bivalent Booster. The updated Bivalent Booster helps protect against the original COVID-19 strain and against newer Omicron variants. And it will help restore protection that has decreased since previous vaccinations. People age 5 and older are now recommended to get an updated bivalent booster dose at least two months after their last COVID-19 shot. That means the bivalent booster may be given after a person's primary series or after their last booster shot, regardless of what brand you received before. Even if you've already had COVID-19, you should get vaccinated. Right now, at the Native American Community Clinic, you can get COVID-19 vaccines, including updated boosters, at the same visit as other vaccines. However, if you've received a recent monkeypox vaccine, you may need to wait four weeks before you can get a COVID-19 vaccine, and you should discuss this with your provider. Schedule your vaccination appointment with the Native American Community Clinic by calling 612-872-8086. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by Minsure. Minsure can help you find a plan that covers your prescriptions and save you money. Visit msure.org to get started. Hey, good read. Hey, we have uh, Nancy Bolio on tonight, uh, water protector, MN350 uh, and treaty expert here. And uh, we're just doing a check-in with Nancy. And uh, welcome, Nancy Bolio. Uh, well, boujou, it's a Pleasure to be here. And again, for those that don't know who I am, I am the Northern Organizer for Minnesota 350, who uh, continuously supports the good work that we we do here in uh, Northern Minnesota. And I just want to kind of give a visual to some of our listeners out there, Robert. Um, So we are in, uh, again, Northern Minnesota, and Bemidji, Minnesota is the town, and it is surrounded by Leech Lake, White Earth, and Red Lake. So we have a strong presence as the Anishinaabe here. And so this is why um, I like to show up and do the work. But, Robert, just, you know, just for the sake of clarity, I'm no expert at treaty, but I'll tell you one thing. I've Uh learned about treaties doing this work by just saying, hey, we got to be more attentive uh, and and be more um, on, on, you know, guard with our rights as Anishinaabe people and, and what this uh, country has done to diminish our presence and, you know, kind of like uh, take away our rights. And I think, you know, the work that we are doing, uh, politically speaking and on the front lines kind of go hand in hand. So, um, yeah, so I'm here to share some good news. Do you want to hear? Yeah, I do. And uh, you, uh, <laughs> I was just mesmerized by your beautiful voice. I uh, 
was uh, also saying that or that you're uh, guiding us uh, in Native Roots Radio really uh, on top of treaties. And I want to just say uh, who Pini Gigi for that. That's, uh, you know, things that like that can fall through the cracks. And I think it's really something that's really important uh, that we're all tre- pe- treaty people and we need to talk about it. And it's the supreme law of the land. Right. You know, and I think we should, you know, just maybe in the next week or two, devote a whole segment to a little Treaty 101. Because, you know, I know we talk about it a lot, but I think, you know, we have new listeners and and more listeners out there. So I think it's a good time to do a little Treaty 101. So I think we should schedule something in the near future. And I think it's a good way to start 2023 is have those understandings and what we can do as um, you know, Native people and non-Native people to uphold um, those treaties uh, in a good way. And I think, you know, there's a lot of good work at Minnesota 350. And, um, you know, even moving forward, I, I feel this positive energy, and especially in, in our presence as Anishinaabe people on the places that we continue to show up. And so what we did... Um, you know, I, I explained before how we, we became delegates to the GFL party because we felt that we, you know, as the people, for the people, um, we needed a place at the table, too, because more often than not, a lot of the elected officials kind of forget about us after, you know, the elections are over. And so we felt, you know, it was really um, up to us. And again, that's our original instructions as, as Anishinaabe. Uh, and these instructions come from our ancestors and our stories. So, um, you know, being at Standing Rock really kind of opened my eye to um, what I need to do. And, you know, my short time on this earth is it's got to be worth something, Robert. And I think uh, I found where I belong and um, it, it gives me purpose and it gives me direction. And I feel honored that I could um, speak for our people, especially, um, you know, with the boarding school era and stuff. Our people have been taught not to speak. And right. so... You know, I, I don't mind speaking for our people. Or I hope to inspire others to say, if Nancy can do it, I can do it. Yeah, well, I, you're giving yourself not as much enough credit because uh, I do believe uh, you've brought in a lot of uh, knowledge to our people, Wendy. And uh, we've learned so much Tuesdays. And I know Tuesday is a very, very popular um, by people listening uh, uh, show. And it's because of you, Nance. Absolutely, Nancy. Oh, miigwech, miigwech. It means a lot. It kind of, you know, keeps me, um, you know, feel too to keep moving because it, it can be challenging at times. But you know what? The wins and the community and, and just the connections and the progress, you know, sometimes it's slow, but you know what? We're winning and, and that's what counts. And so um, I really appreciate the support and, and people taking the time to listen to our Tuesday night show. And I, I kind of want to get back to the good news, though. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it, it's big news for me, good news for us here in um, northern Minnesota. But, um, you know, in the world of politics, you know, sometimes you you got to keep doing. And so um, I felt because our our people and, you know, the underserved communities such as, you know, the black, um, the Asian, there's even our white folks that are left behind because of classism. Well, we're the underrepresented people. And more often than not, you know, when we see elections taking place or openings on boards and things like that, um, they like to, you know, make room for one of us to show up. And, you know, it was never done with good intention. And I, I, I get our relatives that stood up and, and, and ran for those positions, but more often than not, um, we were tokenized yeah. in a lot of bodies and, you know, on these boards and, you know, what I, what, and, you know, I don't mean to throw anyone under the bus, but we were. And um, so kind of going into the DFL, I, I kind of, you know, felt uh, um, some of that taking place, but, at the same time, it was also up to us, you know, as Native people to do something different about that. So became a delegate and really got involved in, um, you know, and got to see what the landscape looked like and how we can best serve ourselves within these government bodies that were created to hold us back. So um, anyway, I decided that um, I could be director material and I and I threw my name in the hat. Whoa. And I. Yeah, so I, I was thinking for a minute, what am I thinking? But, you know, 
Robert, we got to come out of our comfort zones. We got to be willing to learn and, you know, really um, be the voice for our people with a non-tokenized, um, you know, layer to it. We're not about that no more. And it's like, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't really um, serve us to, to show up and, and not be vocal. So um, I decided to, to file for the one of the director positions. And during the interview, um, I, I responded to each question um, using the word treaty in my answer, um, <laughs> in, in treaty building kind of way again, you're building that awareness. And I also um, was asked, um, do you identify as a GFL? And I said, well, first and foremost, I identify as an Anishinaabe. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's what I said. <laughs> so, Anyways, I, 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 I went on to mention that I'm here to be the voice of our people and um, I really meant it and I didn't, I made it clear that I didn't want to be tokenized. Of course, Robert, if you know me well enough, I'd be the last person that <laughs> yes. it doesn't work that way. So um, anyway, um, got through the first uh, interview and then I was um, um, recommended for nomination. So on Saturday, Oh. I went two minute speech and again ended that with treaty. But also at the same time, here's what's really important is I feel that the DFL party is no longer a party. It is a, a voting tool mm. and it fails to um, address the people and the issues. And it, it seems to focus more on the, the candidates and their um, campaign outcomes. Wow. And, a lot of the times when they show up, you know, um, when it's time to vote midterms or general election, they come like two months before uh, right. election work really hard to get us in to vote, mm -hmm. but they don't really care about us. So I think, you know, uh, midterms when we were out door knocking on Leech Lake and in our native communities in town, um, we leaned in and we talked and we had conversation and we, we, we know that people care about the issues, but they don't know, you know, anything about voting or how to show up. So um, that's another reason why I ran for director. So I could, um, you know, help our folks to um, show up and build our power. So we're, we're going to, we're going to rock the boat, Robert. So uh, we only got like a minute left and I know you can only be on for a short time tonight, but uh, do we, do we call you? Director Nancy Bolio, DFL Director Nancy Bolio, is that your new oh, name now? Laugh, Robert, no, you know I hate titles too. I just, oh, I, you know, throw that title away. Just give me a seat. So, um, no, you don't need <laughs> director. I'm just, you know, again, I'm, I'm here to um, be a voice for our people and help show our people the way. And you know, 2024 is going to be here sooner than not. So I encourage our relatives and our allies to um, run for office. Uh, you know, learn how to be a delegate and hold space and, and be that voice that we need because we need more people to speak out. And, and I think there's a lot of, you know, uh, strong people out there willing to do that. They just don't know how. So Robert, we got a lot of good stuff coming between now and 2024. So I'm always happy to be here and share. And I look forward to a little treaty one-on-one in the near future. Yeah, that sounds really good. Congratulations, Nancy. What an accomplishment. You're uh, well-deserved. Yeah, Nancy got to get a new uh, jacket, you know, water protector director. We got it all going on here. Peeny Gigi, Nancy, for stopping in. I know you got to get going early, and we're going to have uh, Nathan Wright, another water protector on in Michigan, on next. Uh, Peeny Gigi, Nancy, uh, you've been listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and that was Nancy Bolio, director of the DFL here up in uh, the deep north. Stay with us. Stay warm and healthy this winter with Interfaith Action of Greater St. Paul's Department of Indian Work. Join them for a winter resource wonderland this Thursday from 4 to 8 p.m. at Dayton's Bluff Elementary in St. Paul. They'll have everything you need for a healthy winter, including free COVID and flu shots, free youth coats and boots, and free swag. Walk-ins are welcome. And there's $50 gift card incentives available as well. Again, that's this Thursday from 4 to 8 p.m. at Dayton's Bluff Elementary in St. Paul. Learn more at interfaithaction.org. That's interfaithaction.org. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. 
Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on site from the best coffee growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Find a wide selection of outdoor hearth products at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Whether you prefer wood or gas, Woodland Stoves has the fire to fit your home. Pizza aficionados know nothing matches masonry oven baking for capturing flavor and nutrition. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces can easily install one in your home or business. Enthusiasts use these ovens year-round for bread making, wood roasting, even grilling. The mission and passion of Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces is to make the fire work for you. The way humans relate to fire is primordial. We have used fire to warm our bodies, cook our meals, and kindle our spirits. Our team has the know-how to do this in a clean-burning and environmentally smart way. Visit our store and experience the diversity. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin. See us online at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that fits and works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Do you let animals pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance. But what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067 or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. J&S Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lulia. There is a winter weather advisory in effect. Rain and snow overnight with a low of 32, then rain and snow on Wednesday with a high of 37. The AM 950 calendar is back along with the new AM 950 poster. They're only available as thank you gifts for our members. To become a member, go to am950radio.com to see how you can sign up. Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, as we're waiting for our guest, Wendy, uh, let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit. Well, uh, let's talk about a little bit about our life because people love to hear about our life. But I have <laughs> sure. a, my left shoulder. What part, what part of the, our life do you want to talk about? The good part. Um, I it's left, all good, Robert. <laughs> Ooh, it's good all one, good. good one. Hey, so we got our shots. We got our finally got our uh, flu and we booster. Our, we got our flu shot, and we got our bivalent yeah. um, vaccine. And yeah. my left arm. Um, there, I think the person giving me a shot stuck some plunger in it because it hurts a little bit today. <laughs> two days later, or sometimes, is it more than two days? Sometimes that happens. Um, the flu shot. I know that they gave us our flu shot in our left arm and our bivalent uh, variant vaccine in our right arm. So um, I remember the last time last year when I got my flu shot, my my arm hurt me for like a week. Oh, wow. It, it goes into your muscle. It's intramuscular mm. and then it gets slowly released from your muscle. So that's why. As you know, and our, our listening audience doesn't know this, I'm mm-hmm. a delicate flower. <laughs> I know. And you know that. Robert's and, a definitely a de- delicate <laughs> flower. And uh, 
I had to take some Advil for the first time in a long time mm-hmm. the last two days. Yeah. And, and not that I, we should be promoting Advil because they don't pay our bills, but... Well, you could say ibuprofen. Yeah, the generic yeah. kind. But mm-hmm. that, that is really what we have. Mm-hmm. And it's helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can feel it just a little bit and it's weighing up. But, uh, you know, just with all these hospitals filling up and everything's happening, mm-hmm. I'm happy to have the shot. Yes, absolutely. And they do say that this year the flu shot that they developed is a good one and Ooh. it's working really well. Because sometimes the flu shot, they kind of just think about the flu shot what kind of bugs are going around, what they've seen in the past. And they kind of just guess and they make a flu shot. And sometimes it's a little wimpy. It only really provides 30% um, uh, protection. But that 30% is really important if you get the flu. Well, you know why it's really important? And years ago, you as a pharmacist, Mm -hmm. former person that worked. I still am a pharmacist. (laughs) Former person that worked. I'm just retired now. I still have my pharmacist license. Right. That's good. Just in case, right? Uh, anyways, um, what you told me years ago, which really made sense because I think I was kind of an anti-flu guy for a lot of years. A lot of people are. They don't want to get their flu shot for whatever reason. A lot of people think they may get the flu from the flu shot. But go right. ahead. Finish yeah, what, you're what, saying. what you said, and, and Nathan has just showed up here, and so we'll wrap this up real quick. But what you said mm-hmm. was that um, even if it doesn't protect you this season, mm-hmm. you build up, go ahead, you say You build more. up an immunity and this year's flu shot might not help you, but it might help you for next year or the year after that or the year after that. So every year that you do get your flu shot, you're building up immunity from all the different types of flu variants that they're injecting you with. Right. And a lot of people think that when you get a vaccine and you feel sick, that you had a, a reaction to the vaccine, but that's not true. What you're having is an immune response. Your body is producing um, antibodies to fight off that new thing in your in the body that it sees so that's what you what you're what you're getting you're having an immune response you're not having a side effect wow it's too deep for me thank goodness that you're our uh, house pharmacist here and uh (laughs) hey we have nathan right on and nathan uh we've had on over the years here and uh we wanted to touch base with nathan because uh he's a water protector big time water protector in in michigan and he keeps his uh kind of eye on the prize here what's going on here and uh welcome nathan thanks for stopping in tonight i think nathan is on mute oh there he goes yeah uh i don't know if you uh can i see you got a microphone i wonder if you can up your audio just a little bit on if you have a board there um but hey uh i'm on my phone this time Oh, okay, cool. Uh, sound a little far away, but it's all right. I, I'd like to uh, have you uh, give us a quick report on, on this last oil spill, if you don't mind. Uh, the one in Kansas, yeah. It, uh, it, was, the, the, it was the biggest uh, keystone, the biggest stone pipeline in history. Um, you know, it's uh, it happened in, in Kansas and uh, you know, whenever I see stuff like this, Robert, I, I start to think of how can we use this information to show people that might support the pipeline to convince them that the line three and five are not a good deal because this is exactly what can happen. And at a time like this, when we're waiting in court for things to be decided with the fate, of uh you know the the tunnel and and inbridge we could only as water protectors take a moment like this to reflect on you know to to really think about this well if this happened what happened in washington county kansas if this happened to us and we had you know there's five five hundred and eighty thousand gallons that were spilled into a creek and the creek's just all black just google it you'll see all kinds of information about it I, there, there's still some unanswered questions about how it started, where it started at, and it just—it's just another example of how um, the oil pipeline industry, you know, all the things they talk about, how safe it is, and 
oh, you know, something like this can never happen or it's very minimal. But when it does happen, it's just an unbelievable thing. I mean, to even for them to even claim now that they're that they're like this, this tunnel and line uh, on the Mackinac Straits for them to even say, oh, this is going to be safe and then see things like this happening with other companies that are very similar to them. How could we even dare believe them anymore? And this is a separate company, but I, aren't they connected somehow? I'm, I'm sure they are. Keystone, Keystone Pipeline. Right. But anyways, it, it had me think about a few things regarding here at home um, in, in Michigan, what we can do to uh, convince people that the shutting down the Line 5 and Line 3 is, is a good idea. Exactly. And Nathan, uh, you know, we talk about what you guys are dealing with and it's slowed down a little bit. Let's get a little update what's happening uh, in your neck of the woods, too, with this pipeline and tunnel. Sure. The last uh, the last really big thing that we did was with the uh, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. And that was in September. And uh, we had a lot of people come from Minnesota um uh sherry was there and, and a lot of the aunties and uh, i love them that group they always come they they travel real far and come over and help us out but there was a lot of people in attendance uh, oil and water don't mix they had a couple buses there with, with people uh it lasted till at nine or ten at night it was really late they gave uh, opportunity to hear everyone speak uh there were some people that were there that were in support of the pipeline um, uh, of course, and most of them were actually Enbridge employees, a typical scenario we, we commonly see as water protectors when we go to these events. Yeah. But it was, um, I think it was well-received. Uh, people made some good points. Um, one of the points I made was that, you know, this is going to be tied up in court for years, and the pipeline is going to take years, or the tunnel is going to take years for them to build. And by that point in time, we're going to be near 2050, and that's when we're supposed to stop using fossil fuels. That's the Climate Accord Agreement. We're supposed to stop using fossil fuels. So what's the point of even continuing this? And um, it's, uh, it's a weird time for us just to wait around. And so, so I've been focusing my time lately on why I am protecting the water uh, by doing the things that I did. I wild raced right around that time period. And then, um, you know, now we're into hunting season and it gives us an opportunity to now reflect on why we do this, uh, to go out into nature, uh, to see how beautiful and pristine it is. And uh, that's my inspiration for why I'm doing this as an indigenous herbalist. And uh, it's a good time for us to reflect. Yeah, we're in kind of a, just kind of a a hanging time. There was, a, I don't know if you guys, uh, if they mentioned this on your show already about the uh, Montreal, the get-together they had there. No. Did you guys hear about that at all? No, go ahead and, and, um, and remind, bring it okay. up again. Well, we, had a, we, had a couple people, uh, we had a couple people that went there uh, from, from uh, local groups, and they, um, it was basically a get-together for the uh, COP15. And it's to protect the, um, the, uh, the different species of like plants and, and things that are endangered. And to uh, also the honor the earth, they also sent some people over there as well. I'm not seeing too much reports from uh, people as to how it went. But on Saturday, basically this past Saturday, hundreds of them got together uh, to do a, a protection uh, movement for the environment and for um, endangered species and um, biodiversity for biodiversity and I mean Montreal is pretty far from here I have a child so I couldn't make it but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm reading about it now and I'm wishing I could have made it but I know some people from Honor the Earth came so maybe That's... you know I rather say any more than that uh, I'm sure you'll you'll have someone that went there that could actually speak a little bit better on it than I can. I'm just aware of it. I was invited, but um, I know the uh, Mike Wiggins. He went there from. Um, he's one of the chair people. I don't know if he's a chairman for uh, Bad River, but he went there. It was a pretty good event for water protectors to attend. But unfortunately, it was so far away. Not many of us were able to do so. 
Hey, Nathan, we got a minute left. What I would really like to you do is just give a shout-out about your, your little business with uh, your herbal remedies real quick before we uh, let you go. Do you mind? Sure, sure. No, not at all. Um, yeah, so I run a company called Herbal Lodge, and I've been doing that for, for quite some time now. Uh, this being Christmas time, uh, I thought it would be a good good time to maybe mention this. And this is one of the reasons why I do the water protection, because I harvest the ingredients in our salves from from the nature. And I make I put down that tobacco whenever I do, and I make that prayer that I'm going to help protect the plants and trees. And one day I realized I really kind of wasn't doing that. So I got into the uh, water protection and environment protection. But it's Herbal Lodge, and we have a pain relief salve. Uh, again, muscle pain, joint pain, arthritis, a dry skin salve, 18 different herbs, really excellent for cracked hands, cracked feet, chaga mushroom tea, and some other herbal teas. You can visit our website. It's uh, www.herballodge.com or just use any search engine, Herbal Lodge, uh, H-E-R-B-A-L-L-O-D-G-E. And if you use this coupon, I'm going to put it in right after this, uh, NR15, NR for native roots, NR15. You will receive 50% off on your first order. And happy holidays to all of you out there. Thanks for stopping in uh, and good talking to you. And thanks for the update. Uh, this is Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. Stay with us. Hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. As we head towards colder weather, it's important to make sure you're up to date on vaccinations and protected from COVID-19. The Native American Community Clinic is now administering the updated Pfizer Bivalent Booster. The updated Bivalent Booster helps protect against the original COVID-19 strain and against newer Omicron variants. And it will help restore protection that has decreased since previous vaccinations. People age 5 and older are now recommended to get an updated bivalent booster dose at least two months after their last COVID-19 shot. That means the bivalent booster may be given after a person's primary series or after their last booster shot, regardless of what brand you received before. Even if you've already had COVID-19, you should get vaccinated. Right now, at the Native American Community Clinic, you can get COVID-19 vaccines, including updated boosters, at the same visit as other vaccines. However, if you've received a recent monkeypox vaccine, you may need to wait four weeks before you can get a COVID-19 vaccine, and you should discuss this with your provider. Schedule your vaccination appointment with the Native American Community Clinic by calling 612-872-8086. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves. Please join Howling for Wolves on Wolf Day, Tuesday, February 7th, 2023 at the Minnesota State Capitol. You can sign up on Howling for Wolves event page. Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, <laughs> protecting wolves for future generations. <laughs> hey, I want to introduce my awesome and beautiful wife, Wendy. Wendy's been, Wendy has been an animal advocate for many years, and we discuss our sacred animals here in the last six years on Native Roots Radio. And w- welcome, Wendy, as always. Yes, thank you. It's always good to be here with you, Robert. Uh, my name is Hanaji Hihani, and that means cares for them. And I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States. And I work on animal issues at the local and state level. And it's always my pleasure to do that. And it's always my 
pleasure to come on and to talk about um, animal issues because a lot of people may not know about what's going on with our sacred animals. Our relatives. That's right. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about February 7th, which is Wolf Day at the Minnesota State Capitol. And this is being um, put on and sponsored by Howling for Wolves, which oh. has been our one of our <laughs> most loyal and long-term sponsors since uh, we've been on the air for Native Roots Radio. I'm awake, so I'm really excited to be there. So what we're going to do is have a really fun day. There's going to be lunch. You're going to meet with your uh, legislators and senators, which is really a fun thing to do. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Oh, and you get a t-shirt too. You got to sign on uh, up online. So do that on the Howling for Wolves event page. Just go on there and sign up. Give me a t-shirt. Get me a t-shirt. What I wanted to talk about uh, I think you already have a T-shirt, and I do too, but that's okay. They might have a new Can't design a, out there yeah, now. You could add to your 600 T-shirts. Easy. That's one of our Easy. family <laughs> secrets here. But, you know. I have some bad news to talk about, Robert. Yeah, uh, this I news has been all over. So this is I'm reading from uh, NBC News here. This is from uh, yesterday, right? December 12th was yesterday. Yeah, I'm retired. I don't even know what day it is anymore. But three bald eagles are dead and 10 others sickened after eating carcasses of euthanized animals at a Minnesota landfill. So veterinarians suspect that the eagles that died had eaten part of a carcass of an animal that had been euthanized with pentobarbital. Yeah, this is um, by the Associated Press, and this is dated December 12th, 2020. 22 in Grove Heights, Minnesota, at least 13 bald eagles were likely poisoned by scavenging the carcasses of euthanized animals that were improperly dumped at a Minnesota landfill, and three of the majestic birds have died, which is really sad. The Minneapolis Star Tribune reports that state and federal wildlife officials are investigating after the eagles were found this month near the Pine Bend landfill in the Minneapolis suburb of uh, Invergrove Heights. Jeez, and we've yeah. probably seen those eagles on the river so when we're on our boat, so, right? So, yeah, 10 of the birds are in intensive care at the University of Minnesota Raptor Center. The center's uh, executive director, Victoria Hall, said she is optimistic those birds will recover. Hall said when the eagles were found, some of them were lying motionless face down in the snow, and Raptor Center workers weren't sure if they were still alive. Veterinarians suspect that the eagles uh, that died had eaten part of a carcass of an animal Animal that had been euthanized with pentobarbital, and investigators confirmed uh, that some euthanized animals had been brought to the landfill on December 2nd. Hall said animals that have been chemically euthanized are supposed to be disposed of in such a manner that other animals can't scavenge on them. Of the 11 eagles that were brought to the raptor center, three, yep, also had lead poisoning. So um, three of them also had lead poisoning and one eagle that was found to have bird flu died. Two other eagles were found dead near the... Uh, landfill. They have a fund. Uh, a fund has been set up to help pay for these eagles. Uh, you can find that on the NBC. But you know what, Robert? When I looked, I looked up. It just happened yesterday. But I right. really thought that maybe there'd be more updates about like where did these carcasses that were euthanized came from? What kind of animals were they? You know, right. was it a dog? Was it a cat euthanized? What is it a horse? Like, what kind of animals were euthanized and dumped illegally in this landfill in Invergrove Heights? So, what? I have like so many questions, right. and I hope that there's an update. Right. But there's so many um, news organizations that are carrying this story because it's really horrific. USA Today, The Washington Post, CBS News, NBC. Yep, that's what I just works. read. Yep. Even Fox News. Oh. The Pioneer Press, New York Post, and so many others have this story. Um, you know, they're reading about, they wrote about this story because it's just so horrible. That's a lot of eagles. What do we do know? when we have our our, our relatives euthanize uh, over the years? We have them cremated. Right. 
And yeah. I wonder if that's a scam where they just dumped these I poor don't... little yeah. relatives and gave them fake ashes. It's just my mind goes crazy, Wendy, and mm-hmm. not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of unanswered questions. So hopefully the investigators who are working on this case will come up with the answers. And the people who did this, who put these animals who were euthanized in this landfill, will be prosecuted and punished. Um, this is a really sad thing. And the the other sad thing that I, I found in this article is that a couple of the eagles even, you know, they, they're suffering now from this pentobarbital from yeah. the euthanized animals. Plus they have, they have lead poisoning. And so, we've talked about that for six years on Native mm-hmm, Roots Radio about yes. the lead shots yep. and all the things that should be easily illegal in this state because uh, – you can do, um, you know, aluminum you can, and all right, those you other. You can hunt with other types of ammunition besides Metals. lead. Yep. Uh, so you shoot an animal. It's um, with a lead bullet. You may or may not kill the animal right there, right? So let's say you don't kill the animal. The animal's hit. The animal runs off elsewhere and dies. Right. Right. So the lead poisoning goes into the body, and then animals come and scavenge. That animal, especially raptor birds and all kinds of animals, and then they get lead poisoning. And a lot of hunters who hunt with uh, lead bullets will also gut the animal there. Right. Right? So then the gutted uh, pieces of animal that are there also have uh, gut piles. That's what I I couldn't remember the term. But they have these gut piles that have um, lead in them. And then the animals eat it and get take the lead in their yeah. bodies. And only a very small amount of lead can really be devastating to these we animals. We were talking about a pin size, weren't we? Or yeah, was it, was it a- like a yeah, it's like really, really small, especially for like an eagle or an animal like that's that size. Think about it's all those, really, really small. Think about all those years of fishing and lead sinkers yep, and that are in the lake. No, they still use all those things. So uh, yeah, geez. I'm really hoping that there'll be an update on this story. Um, and that the people, again, like I said, will be um, prosecuted by for – I want to know what kind of animals they were. Like, right. Was it from the local dog and cat shelter that they you right. know, euthanized dogs and cats? I, I, I don't what know. The, was it a horse farm where they you know euthanized right. the horses and dumped them? Or what kind of animal was it and where did they come from? I want to know. Well, we'll look forward to your update on this yeah, and keep, keep us informed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, sad story. But if you want to give, they're taking donations, and you can go to the Minnesota Raptor Center, and I'm sure that they're taking um, donations there. Yeah, prayers to our, our relatives. Uh, mm-hmm. I know on our boat we've seen these eagles for sure. Absolutely The ones beautiful. that have passed away. So. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, Pini Gigi to Ogama with the news, Nancy Bolio, the director, Nancy, mm-hmm. and uh, Nathan Wright. And Wendy, of course, thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Free Leonard Peltier. Now.